How is circumcision connected to Passover? And when the stranger dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to Hashem, let all his males be circumcised and let them come near and keep it. And he shall be as a native of the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat it. And that's Exodus twelve forty eight. What's interesting about that verse for me is that there's nothing in there about being a Noachide. He shall be as a native of the land. Equal standing. Everyone has equal standing in the in in the Torah. No one's the better of the other. And I think that would be one of my problems with the Noachide thing, is that they're being treated possibly as a subclass, but the Torah doesn't do this. It treats everyone equally. And this is what Hashem how Hashem deals with us on equal footing. Regardless where you're at, he doesn't show any favoritism. He shows no favor to man. This is evident in the Gospels. Um, just what come to mind, because I, I was going over this rumination earlier, a couple of days ago, like yes, actually yesterday. I was going over it, and all this stuff started coming to mind. And what's interesting is when you read this verse... It's no wonder that Christianity has abandoned the Passover in favor of the Feast of Easter. They positively abhor the biblical commandment of circumcision, guarding the covenant. For those men that keep the commandments of the king of the universe, does it get any more personal than this? If a man's father did not obediently circumcise him on the eighth day, how is he able to eat the Passover? A point of clarification may be in order. In Exodus 12.43, the way of keeping Passover is to eat the Passover. No one can actually eat the Passover, quote-unquote, in these times because the Passover refers to an actual offering of a lamb. And no offering may be made outside the tabernacle or the temple, which Hashem has declared to be in only one place, Jerusalem. So, no temple, no Passover. The Passover seders that we enjoy are not the best are the best we can do to keep the Passover. But when we keep it this way, we are not eating the Passover. To truly keep the Passover, we must eat the Passover lamb. One day there will be a temple in Jerusalem. What then? This illustrates the importance for all men to circumcise their sons on the eighth day. First, because it was commanded, and also because it satisfies what later will be a difficult decision. Having described the decision as difficult, you should not assume that circumcision is simply something that can be turned into a metaphor. And Christianity's habit of super-spiritualizing the natural obedience to Torah commandments is quite well known, which is another point to make. It is real. All the redeemed are expected to eat the Passover, at least in the future. That means circumcision is not an option, it's required. And to those who are still confused by people who supposedly quote Paul, they misunderstand Paul and misquote him. But regardless, Paul is not Hashem, and if Hashem spoke through Paul, and he did, he cannot contradict himself. And yes, circumcision is most assuredly for Gentiles, Ger, Gerim, as well. And when a stranger, Ger, 
dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to Hashem, let all his males be circumcised and let him come near and keep it and he shall be as a native of the land for no uncircumcised person shall eat it. One law shall be for the native born and for the stranger, the ger, who dwells among you, Exodus twelve forty eight and 49. And then Shaul's words, Therefore let us keep the feast, Pesach, unleavened bread, matzah, not with old leaven, meaning your past sinful life, your life of disobedience when you didn't know God, when you were out in the world and you didn't know him and you were brought near by the blood of Mashiach into your new status as grafted in to the house of Israel. And those are my words, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Nor with the leaven of malice, you know, hatred. And we see a lot of that in Christian theology, this this hatred. Even among certain messianics, and they should be careful, um, because that's a form of malice, especially when you speak against the sages. And wickedness, you know, not having the proper intentions of keeping the Feast of Pesach, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, and that's 1 Corinthians 5.8. And that is the rumination for this week.